So I had to make the switch to body armor, shout out body armor, for the, allowing me to get through the hand cramps, providing the electrolytes with natural fruit flavors, body armor. <laughs> hey there, and welcome to A Thing A Month, also known as Adam. I'm your host, Cody Kovar, and today I'm joined by guest co-host, Trey Burke. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing as well as can be. Yes, circumstances are a little unique right now, but uh, we can we can get into that here in a moment. Um, I just wanted to point out that I decided to not make a list, and I decided to forego embarrassing myself at the beginning of the podcast this time. Just wanted to throw that out there, right? I uh, yeah, you kind of took me off guard. I, I was I was waiting to see how long the list was going to be. You know, last time you said Ice Tray was the definitive name. And I decided, you know, if that's what he likes, there's no point in doing it, right? I, I straight it is. And I so, mean, that one works. I, I also like Birkenstocks, which is all credit to you. You know, those are very creative. We'll, we'll just, just wordplay, you know? We'll stick with Ice Tray. I, I, I right. mean, it's it's your your gamer tag on some games now too, apparently. So yeah, you you're really you're you're going hard and going home with that one. So I'll just it's say, usually go home, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So you are just you are Trey Burke, also known as the Ice Tray. Uh, so things are going all right for you, it seems. Yeah, can't can't really complain too much. Yeah, life. There's definitely a, a whirlwind going on right now, to say the least. You know, it doesn't seem to get any better. That's fair. You know, the drama continues. The world continues. Uh, unfortunately, COVID continues. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully this saga comes to a, a quick and abrupt end. We can only hope and pray on that one. Well, we are complete with the Journaling June Challenge. We are finished. We are done. We are finito. But based on how I feel, I am not done with the Journaling June Challenge. What about you? Are you finished with the Journaling June Challenge, Trey? I am not. It's It I'm has not. been amazing. This has been one of the most... For, for this period of time in my life, I, I could not have asked for a more handy tool. Yeah, it it really came in um, in the time that we needed it, and we didn't even know we were going to need it. You know, it, it could not have played out any better. Mm -hmm. so initial thoughts right after it we're finished we're done what's going through your brain go ahead and do a brain dump on me i can almost guarantee i won't be doing it every day but i can i can give a better guarantee that i will continue doing it this has been like just so so helpful and getting emotions and thoughts out in clearing space and being able to make better decisions, to see things that I probably wouldn't have been able to see otherwise. Just, I feel like my head is so much more clear after I journal. It is just fantastic, you know. And to go and try different times of the day, you know, I at the beginning I did the night, the PM journaling. Mm -hmm. And then I switched to AM journaling. And then Plot Twist... I actually came and did lunch journaling to finish, and I honestly think, in a weird way, that's what I like best. You pulled an M. Night Shyamalan on us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went one extreme to one extreme, and it just settled in the middle. To take that break in the middle of the day, reflect on kind of what's happened, and what to look forward to, I found helps me kind of just sit and kind of get the negatives done over with, put them on paper, and I almost feel finished with them once they're on the paper. But then I can write the positives that I'm looking forward to. And I, I really focus on those things. And so it, it has made my day so much better. You know what's so interesting is I have never once considered lunch journaling. But the more you describe it and the more you talk about it, I, that's a no-brainer. Right at lunch, you know that's a, you you finish working, right? Or you taking a break for lunch from work and or school or X Y or Z, and you sit down and it's whenever I'm eating lunch, if I'm not sitting next to my wife and catching up with her, uh, because oftentimes our work lunches don't always line up exactly how I would like them to. 
So if I'm not doing that, I'm on my phone just browsing Reddit. I'm just like, oh, I just want to not think about work for a moment and then just kind of scroll through. Uh, not that I don't like my job. I love my job. I'm very fortunate to have a fantastic job during this period in time. But it's sometimes I just want to just not think about work. And going to Reddit has been my go-to. But I think reflecting and spending some time, like not just filling my head with stuff would be fantastic. And you, I mean, that, like I said, it just seems like a no-brainer. And I think that's something that I'm going to give give a try for a little bit. Yeah, it. I've also found that it's helped me carry like my motivation and productivity from the morning when I have that early burst of energy a little bit later into the afternoon. And because I've, I've found the good and positive things to focus on. And so the day doesn't seem quite as bad as I thought it did. Kind of remove those emotions from earlier in the day and just go, okay, it's not as bad as it looks and let's keep going. Or, okay, maybe the day has been bad, but how can I turn it around? That's amazing. You're a visionary. Hey, I do what I can for the people. That's I'm I'm serious. I I am I am dumbfounded about that. How I never thought about that and it that's amazing. I cannot wait to give that a shot legitimately. That sounds that sounds perfect. That's mwah. It is it has been fantastic. And I've also noticed like I started noticing right around the 14 day mark, but afterwards it's become even more evident that I don't know if you've been doing this, but I've caught myself journaling in my head throughout the day Mm -hmm. like i'll make mental notes of like oh i'm definitely gonna journal about this or like oh this is getting written down or like i need to remember this yes and my self-talk has improved as well like whenever whenever i'm going through the day instead of just mindless thoughts i feel like i've gotten significantly better at having conversations with myself about things like internalizing internalizing external processes a little bit better. Like whenever I have a conversation and it doesn't go quite how I'd like it to, or, you know, work has taken a negative spin. It's like, I don't like this and I don't like it because of this. Instead of just being in a sour mood, I feel like there is a, (laughs) I'm a a computer nerd, so bear with me. I feel like there is like an additional like CPU chip somewhere in my body that is working overtime to process those emotions and like process things in a different way. So now it's not just, things are entering into my brain and I have to externalize them later. It's like, as they're coming in, they're being processed in a way that that hasn't happened before. Yeah. It's almost like there has been a small software update and things are processing so much easier and so much faster now. Yes, absolutely. Wow. That is, that is profound. Thank you for your insight on that tray. I, I cannot express enough how much I appreciate that. That's wonderful. So, you know, kind of looking back, I mean, I mean, obviously, I think we both have seen this as a wonderful tool, and I'm not sure how regularly slash rigorously I will be continuing this uh, personally either, but from from the onset, from uh, May 31st, did you ever expect to have it be this profound or this having this profound of an impact on your life? No, not at all. Like, I was... I thought I was going to be over optimistic at the start, mm-hmm. but I think I might have been under. I I really thought it would be positive on my life and really help, but not to the extent that it has. Like I, like we just talked about, it's all, things just process so much easier. I, I feel like I understand myself so much better mm-hmm. at the end of the month compared to where I did when we started this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, there's, of all of the months that I have lived since I've been alive, I feel like I have experienced a top five month of growth during June of 2020. And I would like to think that I could accredit it to this challenge. Not only to like, there's, there's also a lot of external events that are causing us to really mature and really think about things pretty thoroughly. But I feel like this helped me process it better and come out on top of those things in a way that I don't think I ever could have thought about. Yeah, like, it's crazy that in a month where so much stuff has happened in the world, so much 
we have found something in our own personal lives to make it so much better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to give an example here. There's there has been I, I alluded to it a little bit in the first podcast. I there was something in particular that I found that while I was writing, I was going through a little bit of let me rephrase that. In the first podcast, I kind of alluded to the fact that I had been going through a little bit of a rough patch. It's not anything that's too drastic. I I mean, I'm not going to spill my guts, but it's not anything that anybody needs to worry about, right? It's just a little bit of a rut, a little bit of a rough patch, a little bit of the stir craziness. A lot lot of things kind of hit at once, right? And there there was a certain tone shift um, for the second half of it. And I, I was trying to figure out, like, hey, why, why did I start feeling better all of a sudden? Like, why is there like, why am I so much better now at the second half? And it was on day 26 that I wrote, there is a, there is a distinct feeling of a silver lining and I couldn't quite figure out why. And I went back and I read through the, my journal and I kind of isolated a day and it was like, there was an event that had been occurring on a daily basis that stopped occurring. And whenever that happened, my mood significantly got better. And then that event occurred again on the 25th. And it was like, wow, I, I felt bad again. And I felt like I was back in that rut and I was back in that bad place. And I immediately was like, that's why. Like, this is the thing that is making me feel bad. This is like, I can I, I can specifically isolate this event and point to it and say, this is what makes me feel bad. This is a stem of my anxiety. And so now I can just isolate that out of my life, right? Certain things are easier to isolate than others, right? But I can pinpoint something now and say, this gives me harm to my mental health and my mental well-being. And being able to do that was like the most amazing thing that has ever been, like I've ever done. You know, growing up, I had had struggles with depression. You know, I had, I had a, taken antidepressants once upon a time, you know, I I had suffered through anxiety through high school and through college, but being able to isolate things like that is something that I have never been able to do before. And that was the most invaluable thing that has ever come from, uh, like journaling, right? Like, I don't mean to talk about like the best thing and jump right into it or whatever, but that I cannot speak enough to how useful it is for finding events in your life that cause joy, that spark joy, or that spark negativity, and being able to isolate those and either, you know, dive deeper into them or, you know, kind of wade them out of your life has been absolutely invaluable. And I think that that alone will be a reason that I continue doing this for the foreseeable future. I, so I can actually relate I there was one day where I was just feeling so much so much anxiety like I had so much to do and I just I was even having a hard time remembering the list of things that I had to do and so I just took time in my journaling where I just wrote them down because I remember I was feeling so much anxiety about okay I have what I I need to do this I need to do that but what order and how do I do them and my mind was just jumping and I could not focus. And so I had so much anxiety. And so I just took a break to bullet everything that I needed to do. And it really helped myself to make a mental order of, okay, this is this list isn't as long as I thought it was. It's not as bad as I thought it was. And it really helped break it down to where, okay, if I look at this and knock, knock it out one thing at a time, I really can handle this list and it was like so much anxiety so much of the unnecessary anxiety just kind of left and just in that moment being able to write those things down really just helped conquer all the unnecessary stuff and really got rid of it and I was able to go on and accomplish most of the things that I needed to do right there in that day. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that in and of itself was fantastic. And if I can piggyback off what you just said, adding the AM journaling to the second half helped me accomplish that as well. Um, Using the morning to kind of help plan my day and guide my thoughts to what I think is the most important and what I think I should accomplish that day. 
and then using that as a reference for my day and then recapping at night was every bit as valuable as I thought it was going to be. And I'm very glad that that came up in the second half of the podcast of the first episode because that, I mean, I, I, I feel like there has to be a point of diminishing returns, right? Like I feel like if I journaled at a.m., if I journaled when I woke up and then journaled while I ate lunch and then journaled at night, I, I feel like it would lose some of its a- a- effectiveness, right? Yeah, but for sure. AM journaling was more of like creating kind of a guide, right? Just kind of like, hey, here's a framework of what I expect the day to look like. And it's never perfect, right? I don't think I've ever set out to, I don't think I've ever accomplished everything that I set out to in a day. Um, I tend to be a little bit over optimistic of my time and, and my feelings and my moods for the day. But I think, I think that the combination of those two things was incredibly beneficial. But I feel like adding a third thing would probably be one of those things that's like diminishing returns. I didn't get as much benefit out of that as I would like to have. So I think that might be a thing that I I uh, add in a different way, right? It's like I either do PM or lunchtime or something like that. But I will say I think getting that framework for the day, like kind of like you were talking about, like making that list, accomplishing those things, that is super beneficial because it also makes you reflect a little differently on not only how you're feeling, but what are you doing, right? Like what are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your time? And uh, that sort of reflection causes you to look at yourself in a different way as well. It's not just how did this thing make me feel? It's okay, am I becoming the person I want to do in terms of like, are my actions taking me to who I want to be? Yeah, for sure. It almost helps you identify, okay, I'm talking the talk, but am I walking the walk? And, you know, they always say where you spend your time and your money shows you who you are and what's important to you. And I think journaling, just some of those actions can really help you identify some of the things that you didn't think you were doing are like, oh, I'm spending more time doing this than I realized or I thought. And I agree that probably too much journaling is probably a thing. But, I, you know, you did the AM, PM to, to finish off the month. And I think the lunch journaling almost was like the AM, PM just combined into one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, f- I found myself doing a lot of the things that you talked about doing for AM and then PM separately, I found myself doing that together in the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. And I also found with my schedule, it just worked really well. Uh, Because like you said, we just take a natural break there. And so I didn't have to worry about, okay, am I throwing a speed bump into starting my day and getting work done or being at night and you know laying down and forgetting to journal or being with friends or whatever the case might be it was like that just seemed to be the most natural sweet spot and yet i also gained i think the most benefit out of it being there yeah i I definitely think fitting it into your schedule and kind of realizing who you are as a person is incredibly important right i'm the kind of person who Whenever I first wake up in the morning, I know what my responsibilities are throughout the day. I have a set list of plans and then I am able to sit there and plan it. And then at night, I pretty much always know what I'm going to be doing as well. Um, My life is a little less uh, up and going than yours is, especially at the moment. So I think that that lended me lended me to kind of lean towards the AM PM thing. But I definitely think with, you know, your schedule and especially like, you know, you're about to start grad school, you know, there's a lot going on in your life that that midday break, you're going to have it every day anyway. So why not kind of use it to to reflect and plan as well, do that combination? I definitely think that makes sense. Yeah, and, you know, because I'm like you, for usually during lunch, I'm on YouTube or some kind of social media, you know, just getting lost in rabbit holes or whatever. And because we don't want to think, you know, it's a moment to turn our brain off. But to take that time and actually do something productive has has been super helpful because it has been really productive where oftentimes, you know, going on YouTube or social media, for me anyway, is not productive and oftentimes can sometimes be draining. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so to use that to almost block the world out for a second and do some inner reflection, some self-focus, and just figure out where am I at has been so much more productive and so much more helpful. Yeah, because I always notice that whenever I do that midday thing and I browse Reddit or like I, I usually watch a couple of YouTube videos at lunch too, that is like an incredible productivity killer. Like at that point, I've just been consuming and haven't been working. And so it's hard to get back into the flow of working again. And so yeah. my wind up time for the second half of the day is significantly longer than the wind up time of the first half of the day where I kind of just roll into it. I don't do any consuming. Um, I've been trying to stay off Reddit and YouTube in the morning. So that's been helpful. But carrying that over, I think, would be an incredibly significant point. Um, and that I, I would definitely like to try to incorporate that in some way. And I'll give an update on the podcast. But something else that I would like to notice, uh, like to note is, you know, we talked about, you said something that I, I really want to bring up again, because you said it's the difference between walking the, talking the talk and walking the walk. How you're feeling is like, is the noun, right? But the actions you take are the verbs. I know it's like, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's just like grammar. That's how it works. But reflecting on how you're feeling, I feel like has become the first step. Yeah. Right. I feel like this challenge has opened up the door in my life that I didn't quite know existed. It's like, okay, you have all these goals, you have all these aspirations, but have you taken the appropriate steps to get there? And I think I started off this year really, really strong in that. Like I started this podcast, I, I have all these side projects that I'm working on. Um, you know, I, I've I've tried to give all these aspects of my life, my full undivided attention. But, you know, <laughs> this was a crazy year. This has been an absolutely crazy year. And I feel like because of that, I have allowed myself slack and said, yeah, but it's just been a crazy year. You know, it's just been a crazy, crazy year. It's okay. You don't have to give everything your all the time, which is fair. I know you don't have to give it your all all the time. But this kind of opened that, that third eye in a sense where it was like, hey, you have all these feelings now, but what are you doing to amend them, right? Like, what what verbs are you taking to appease the nouns? What verbs are you taking to reach your goal nouns? You know, like, what, what am I doing to reach my end goals? And that was something that I hadn't super considered until we had this conversation just now. So, once again, I'm thankful for this. This is, you know, I, I definitely thought that this one would be one of the more deep ones, right? Yeah. I, after, especially after the first two episodes or the first episode, two parts. But man, this just gets deeper and deeper. I feel like I'm learning so much about myself. Well, and to go even further, something that I just kind of thought of, I feel like we spent, if you look at life like an iceberg, I feel like we spend so much looking at the top, but I feel like journaling has helped go to the root, you know, with your, like you talked about the noun and the verbs, instead of just focusing on the verbs or which would be like the tip of the iceberg, it's really looking under the water to see where, how much more iceberg is there, or, you know, if it was a plant, instead of looking at the the petals looking at the roots and going okay what's really here you know what's what really is the driving force and when you're able to look at the root of of the issue problem feeling emotion whatever it might be that's where you can really start to look at yourself and create the change i for for those of you who are listening to this and who have not tried journaling yourself, we probably sound like hippie weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I really wish that I can impress on you like how beneficial it is. And I would definitely, definitely recommend trying this yourself if you're going to, if you want to be able to follow our train of thoughts here, right? We'll get to the actual whether we recommend this or not later. Spoiler alert, it's exactly what you think the answer is going to be. But <laughs> Don't overthink it. Yeah, but... I, I wish that I could relate to you what's going on in my brain because the first three days were good, but the last three days were great. Yeah, I, I'll admit, listening to 
the episodes before we started this, I was concerned that, you know, I was going to be super optimistic going into this. And then by the halfway point, I'd be super struggling and, you know, really regretting being optimistic at the beginning. But it really has just gotten better as we've gone on. And there, like you said, there's been such a difference between the first day and the last day. And it's such a positive change. I could not agree more with exactly what you're saying. And in an effort to ground ourselves a little bit, you know, in, in the uh, <laughs> the 4 a.m., waking up at 4 a.m., early riser challenge, Caleb and I still made an effort to um, talk about the good in it, despite both of us being absolutely miserable by the end of it. <laughs> so in an effort to yin-yang this, let's talk about the negatives to come out of this. Would you say that, you know, off the... If, if there's anything burning on your mind or off the top of your head, is there anything that you would say is like the absolute worst thing to come out of this? I mean, I feel like on, you know, since we were getting deep and philosophical and psychological and <laughs> all that other stuff. <laughs> yeah, all the ologicals. <laughs> yeah, all the ologicals. I guess on that level, it is hard to see where you're wrong and like, things in yourself that you might not like Mm -hmm. right um that can be really hard sometimes to go wow i don't like what i did there or i feel like i messed that up but it's also beneficial because you you're able to go apologize and you you can make yourself a better person and kind of fix those things i think you know sometimes it's hard to write down the things that we're hurt by and wounded by uh, and putting that on paper and maybe looking back at that sometimes hurts so on that on that level I would say that's that's probably maybe the negative of it and then going to the the surface level my hand cramps are still there those have not gone away <laughs> the listener should have expected that I know I'm sure they were wondering about the uh hand cramp update i still got it everyone was biting their nails like oh my god is this gonna be the episode where trey finally admits that he's done with hand cramps no no the crowd goes wild the crowd wails no trey still has hand cramps still have hand cramps and you know there and then obviously the scheduling thing you you really have to work to figure out where does it where does it fit in your schedule and I mean, to be fair, you don't necessarily have to do it at the same time every day or, you know, you don't even have to do it every day. So I would say on the, on the surface level, it definitely the hand cramps. So I will say as time has gone on, I have experienced less hand cramps. I will say I adjusted my pen grip to the Taylor Swift and Frank methodology. And I will say hand cramps do decrease significantly however i i understand there's a learning curve and it also looks really weird and it's not pleasant to start but i do recommend it because hand cramps do diminish i don't know if there's any plausible slash logical reason to write that way i don't even know if it's technically their most ergonomic way but i would recommend trying it even for a little bit because i feel like writing was more pleasant that way after a while but I digress. That's like the least important fact of the show. <laughs> you said something uh, about like, you know, getting deep was hard. And I agree. Getting deep is really hard. But to me, what was harder was breaking my ego down a little bit. Not that I have a big head or anything, but in order to get the effectiveness that I think we're talking about, you have to humble yourself Absolutely. and talk about it. Because if you just talk about the, the the all the things that you did, like if you talk about the fight that you and your spouse had and you say, well, here's what I'm right and here's why she's wrong and here's that, you're going to come away from that journaling session in the worst possible place. You're going to come away with a horrible confirmation bias and a horrible sense of what actually transpired during those events. For all I know, you could have been 100% right, but being able to humble yourself and say, hey, but something went wrong here right? Like there's no way that it's all 100%. Um, I mean, like I said, there's probably instances where there's a 100% wrong, somebody did something, but I, I would argue for the vast majority of things, there is 
two parts to every story. And that includes your, your own story, right? So being able to break your ego and humble yourself enough to be honest where, hey, here is actually where I messed up, right? That part is incredibly difficult because like you said, it's, it's hard. You don't want to, you know, you, nobody wants yeah. to be wrong. Nobody wants to feel wrong, but allowing yourself to get deep with yourself and be honest with yourself in the most real way is good. And that is definitely the hardest part, but something I would like to mention to look out for is that, is that confirmation bias part, right? Self-talk is an incredibly good thing as long as you do that humbling or else I could see this being a tool used in the most absolute wrong way. If you go into this looking for to, to find how to totally, you know, own the next person in a debate, I feel like you're not going to get as much as out of this as you would like. You know, if you watch a lot of um, uh, like a Ben Shapiro type videos, like I'm not taking a stance politically, but a lot of Ben Shapiro videos are like, totally owning this liberal, you know, slamming this liberal for this, that, and the other. It's like, if you're going into the journaling session, like looking for those type of answers, like, man, how do I beat this person at this? I don't feel like you're probably going to gain as much as you would like out of it because you're not being honest and humbling yourself, right? It's like, it's a two-part system. There's two parts to every story. What is the second part to your own story that you're looking to find the answer to? And I think that is arguably the hardest part and the worst part is finding that out right it's the best part but it's also the worst part yeah i i would agree with that and i think you like you just like you said being humble is so key to this and i'm trying to in a weird way i'm trying to focus on the negatives because we're talking about it but i can't help but spin it for the positive in doing that I found that my apologies are so much more sincere. I've noticed that where when I find, like when I've journaled, I'm like, oh man, I messed up here. Or like, I might have done this wrong. My apologies are more specific and more sincere, I feel, to to the other person where I've I might have messed up. And in that, I end up working things out a lot better. Because one now i know how i feel and what what i'm thinking and things like that but also the other person feels like okay he's really thought this through and knows what and where he might have done wrong and they're more willing to work with me because i've come to them and given them a specific and sincere apology yeah i think the specificity allows for it to feel more genuine Right. Yeah. It's like, wow, they they knew exactly the take. Like they they took away from this what I would like them to have taken away from it. And so I'm glad that we can make amends. And so I'm glad that you got that, too. And it's funny that we we said, what's the worst thing to come of this? And then we spun it and we we're like, this is the best thing to come from this. <laughs> I, I, you know, I think I may have mentioned this at the very first part when we first recorded, like on May 31st that I tend to be pessimistic, right? I, I call myself a realist, but it, it I tend to be pessimistic. I caught myself at the end of this month being more optimistic about things. And I feel like I'm not like a full optimist, but kind of that realistic optimist where I can see where things might go wrong and things like that. But I'm really starting to focus on the positive things a lot more than I used to. And I feel like I've really grown in that area. That is absolutely wonderful to hear. I I consider myself an optimist and I don't think everyone should be. I think the world needs realists too. But hearing you say that your outlook is inherently more positive, that you would consider yourself an optimist, I think that is a wonderful, wonderful outcome that I cannot wait to dive down deeper into with Aeroscale. Yeah. So that being said, let's take a quick little break here and we will be back in just a moment. Hello, hello, and welcome back. It's time for the favorite part of everybody's episode. Wait, 
the favorite part favorite part of everyone's episode I'm trying to think of the right way to say it but my brain froze I had a blue screen <laughs> the favorite part everyone's, everyone's favorite, favorite part. part of the episode that's it that's what that's what I was trying to say thank you thank you smooth recovery Cody smooth recovery okay yeah, who's who's the host of the show yeah you now thank you <laughs> you're hosting Adam from now on thank you <laughs> a thing a month brought to you by uh, ice tray hey it is what it is. It is what it is. Okay, let's talk about accessibility, Trey. What are you feeling now? Uh, for accessibility, I just left it at a four because just like I've been saying this whole time, I feel like it's very accessible. Anybody can do it. And once you find where it works in your schedule, it you just have to sit down and do it. I mean, getting started can be hard sometimes, but... It's not like dread. You know, I don't dread sitting down and writing in my journal. Um, And especially now that I have kind of that allotted time in my day that I feel it's very, very accessible. And so I gave it four and almost, almost a five. That's exactly it. Right on the money. I, I feel that you summed up what I have to say so well that I'm not even going to respond. Like that's, that's it. I gave it a four for the exact same reasons. It hasn't changed since the last one at all. The, the biggest thing is just, okay, I have to allot time for it and I have to do it right. Because it's an extra thing that you do in the day. It's an extra step. It's an extra, extra task. And it does take a lot of time and a lot of effort um, or a lot of thought and a lot of effort, not necessarily a lot of time, unless you really want to dig deep for any reason. Um, I will say I noticed that our numbers are very similar all the way down this time. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so let's talk about excitedness. What are you feeling, bud? Excitedness, I, again, I put a four. I was, I'm very excited for the challenge. I'm so glad we did it. Like, like we've been talking about, I've just felt like I've experienced a lot of growth and in this month, and it's just been s- such a needed positive in what seems to be almost a world of negative right now and I again it really almost was a five I I loved this it was much needed and yeah uh, cut that off I, <laughs> that, that was weird <laughs> yeah no you're good um I I put a four for excitedness too not that I was not not for any reason like I wasn't thoroughly uh excited with like how it all went but i think that there's always room for growth i don't mean to be that english teacher who says hey no one deserves 100 here's a 97 right but i'm excited at where it could be and i think we're not at the peak yet i would agree i think that's a great outlook to put on it Mm -hmm. absolutely and so as far as excitedness goes for right with you i don't feel like i need to elaborate any further i feel like what i said last time still applies now uh reservations is it the same as last time yes <laughs> same here yeah it's still a two for all previous reasons it can't be an episode this month without us talking about our hand cramps i mean oh my god that's been that's been the staple right like that's been the us being positive about journaling and then mentioning hand cramps. I feel like has been the the constant of this month. So, I mean, obviously reservations, like I said, fitting it into your schedule uh, is probably one of the most difficult things. Just finding that time to do it, and you know, maybe getting started. But hey, maybe we. I wonder if there's something we could create or invent. To prevent hand cramps, and then we could sell them to universities across the nation. Trey, this for is their the most, students. This is the most non-issue issue. This is like <laughs> the world is going through a pandemic, and you're trying to solve hand cramps. <laughs> what are you doing? But think, we like we could make big money. <laughs> what? Did you, did you have your Gatorade handy? Did that help with the hand cramps this time? Oh yeah, big time electrolytes. Actually, actually, I didn't have Gatorade, so uh, the store was out of Gatorade. So I had to make the switch to Body Armor. Shout out Body Armor for the, allowing me to get through the hand cramps, providing the electrolytes with natural fruit flavors. Body Armor. <laughs> 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 
That was like the most advertisement thing that. <laughs> not a sponsor. Body Armor, not a sponsor. But I swear, if you guys don't sponsor us after that, <laughs> they got some other issues. <laughs> I don't even know where that came from. It just kind of happened. It rolled off your tongue so well. Like, you're like, Body Armor. It's got the elect. Okay, that was perfect. Oh my god, I need a second it was to recover. One of those- it was one of those moments where you just kind of, you just don't think, you just let it happen, spont- spontaneous, just let the words flow and see where it takes you. Oh man, that's the bumper. Whoa. <laughs> oh my gosh. We should, you gotta, you gotta like, at Body Armor now. Yeah, we really gotta reach out and say, hey Send Body Armor. DM. Yeah, really. Oh my goodness gracious. We thought it was gonna be Gatorade, but... Hooey, that was the that was a big promotion there. Okay. Hey, if you want, I can give another one. I mean, it might work. You know, you you don't have to put this in. But so I've been one of the there's a, this guy that I watch on YouTube. His name's Nick Simmons, mm-hmm. and uh, he used to be an Olympic runner, uh, professional runner for like 20 years. Ran in many Olympics and. I mean, great middle distance runner. Uh, he ran the mile and like the 5,000 stuff like that. And uh, 1,500 guy. And he helped start a company called Run Gum. And it's like an energy drink kind of, but like it's chewing gum. And it has just enough caffeine to give you a little boost for your workout. But not so much that you feel a slump, feel a slump afterwards. Like you don't crash. And so, like, it's pretty cool stuff. A lot of top runners are using it. So I just be like, to get me through my writing experience and the energy I need, run gum. Used for runners, but also for journaling. Run gum. <laughs> Is this show just, like, the platform to talk about the products that you like now? <laughs> I mean, I've never tried run gum, if I'm honest. But, Uh-oh. hey, I'm just trying to find a way to make you some extra money, That's Cody. It. Oh, on, okay, thank you. That's what this whole thing was about, right? Is just like your way of yeah, like getting us. Sponsors. I mean, look, if you, if you can get some extra money for your podcast plus some stuff, I mean, imagine having imagine having a commercial for your commercial break. Wow, that's act, that's the goal, right? That's the I goal. Mean, maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe maybe it'll be body armor. Body armor, run gum, Gatorade. Oh, right, run gum, run gum. Well, I think you've already right. ousted Gatorade. Like, you've already said, no, y'all aren't cutting it anymore. Y'all aren't as widely available as well, I'd like you to I be. I mean, like, it's a little competition, you know, see who... Now they know they have competition, so they got to react sooner, give us a higher bid, you know. That's it. You, it's like agent. It's like agents with players, you know. They say a team is offering them, like, a deal just so other teams will offer higher, even though it's all fake news. That's Honestly, that's it. The last episode literally had Gatorade in the title, and so this is our way of saying, hey, but just because you're not, in the title doesn't mean you got it, got it. Yeah, it's not easy. Like, you still got to earn it. <laughs> you got to earn your spot in this podcast. <laughs> okay. Wow. That was the most beautiful tangent. Thank you for going on that rabbit hole with me. That was hilarious. Oh, hold on. I'm... I don't even know where it came from. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> reservations. Yeah, I feel the same way. Okay, moving on. Um, outcome. <laughs> Outcome, I I gave it a five because it makes up for the reasons I didn't give it a five and the excitedness and the accessibility um, because now I have my time where I like to journal, where it fits in my schedule, and then I'm excited for that growth that I've already started but to continue on, and I know that I'm definitely going to keep doing this, probably not on an everyday basis, but you know, still a regular, um, time frame, And so it's, this challenge has been nothing but good. And so I am looking forward to see how it continues to help me as a person, as a friend, you know, as a son, even stuff like that. Um, I'm just, I'm so excited. And so I gave it a five because, it kind of makes up for those few points that I feel like I was missing to give a five in accessibility and excitedness. 
Absolutely. I think the amount of personal growth that has happened and the amount of, um, you know, I would give it a five for just the personal growth alone that has happened during this month. But I think when you take it into take into account all the amazing and wonderful byproducts of this challenge i feel like getting it giving it anything other than a five would be the greatest disservice right it would be a true true failing on my part because there has just been so much good in the best possible introspection this tool has been invaluable in my life and i feel like the outcome is a five but you know, the outcome isn't over for me. Like I'm, I, yeah. I, I just, I feel like I've picked up a tool for the rest of my life, right? It makes the hard things just that much easier. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And going back to a conversation we just had a few minutes ago is, if the worst thing when when you weigh out the cost and the benefit and you look at the pros and cons, if the worst thing about journaling is making yourself a better person and forcing yourself to grow then how is it not worth it yeah you know like after after going through this and doing this for the month i've really looked at myself and said why would i not Mm -hmm. keep going it doesn't make any sense i would be losing too much good to stop doing this yeah and i think you said it best with the cost benefit analysis i think you you are by not doing this you are leaving personal growth on the table in your own life yeah right absolutely it's it's really just no brainer even if you just do it for a week just to get a feel of it i there's just so much good that can come out of it i am just going to go out and say do it if you're listening to this right now just go out and just pick up a journal, a dollar from the dollar store. Use your phone, use your iPad, use your laptop, use anything. Whatever you're listening to this on right now, use it. Unless it's like an MP3 player that doesn't have a screen or anything. But like, use this tool and go forth and just try it. Give it give it the good old college try. Give it the seven days, right? Give it the one month. The, the benefits are just immeasurable to a certain extent, yeah. right? absolutely i you know having the psychology background from college i would probably even from that i i feel like i would have probably recommended journaling but after going through it for this month i have no doubt no question in my mind that i would 100 percent recommend this and like you said even if it's seven days I I recommend a month or even just try doing it once a week for maybe a month or two. I feel like there's just so much good and positive that has come out of this that, you know, it's almost kind of sad that I didn't start earlier, but I'm so glad that we decided to do this because now I can carry this on and keep it going and feel like I can just keep growing especially like you said going into grad school and really as I start my quote-unquote adult life um, looking for not just jobs but careers and you know possibly starting a family and things like that this I feel like is going to be so valuable and I'm so glad that I found it through this now so that I can have it as I start those things. Absolutely. I, I think that whenever people pick up a tool like this, they're like, oh, I just wish I had it before, but it's like, we have it now and it's time to use it to the best of your abilities. It's just, to me, it's really just a no brainer. It Absolutely. I knew that it 100%. would be, yeah, it, I knew that it would be useful, but I even underestimated from the beginning how useful it would be. And I'm so glad that you feel the same sentiments because it makes it just that much easier to recommend to everybody. Yeah, that would be really awkward if you were like all in and like <laughs> I was all out. That would be so sad. Trey, I grew so much as a person. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, my hand cramped a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, well, like, can you imagine like 
it'd be really hard to sell it to the listeners if you're like, oh my gosh, so much personal growth. And I was like, yeah, I hated it. Yeah, you know, the, I'm never doing it again. Yeah, like it would, it wouldn't sell. But the fact that we're both just sold, and I mean, again, nothing, nothing but positives. Yeah, it, it's this is yeah the easiest thing that I've ever recommended. Okay, so I mean, I think that's pretty much touched on everything. Is there anything that you would like to leave the listeners with? Any any final thoughts? Any parting words? I feel like I just want, again, to recommend doing it. Um, if they have any ideas on how to get rid of hand cramps, <laughs> they can hit me up. Let me know. Uh, maybe they have some suggestions for me. Uh, you know... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh no i i don't have anything i feel like we we've hit it i've really enjoyed this this month and this challenge and who knows maybe uh another appearance some other time oh absolutely i i definitely think we'd love to have you and based on the feedback i think the listeners would like to have you back as well i uh i uh i think this was the most succinct and easiest episode there's been to record it's there's been this is the easiest thing that i've ever had to do right here and just recommend this to the people and say how good it is for you yeah well that's that's pretty much all i've got too so um i've been cody and i've been every name that cody has called me no or trey your choice i thought it was ice tray i thought that's where we got we we said we said we're gonna go Uh, with that one well that's one of the names you've called me so go go back go back and say ice tray (laughs) okay and i'm ice tray A.K.A. Birkenstocks, A.K.A. Trey Burke. Trey, I just said ice tray. What are you doing? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, if you have any questions, want to give feedback or suggestions on new monthly challenges, you can reach out to us on the subreddit, www.reddit.com r slash a thing a month. You could give us feedback to our personal accounts. I am always checking my Twitter. It's uh, at Mr. Kovar. Trey Burke, where can people find you? At Ronald C. Burke with three eyes. At Ronald C. Burke with three eyes. Perfect. Beautiful. That's Twitter, Instagram, and that's it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool beans. Well, now you know where to find us, and I genuinely hope that you enjoyed this challenge. It was an absolute pleasure, and uh, it's it's a no-brainer. It's absolutely no-brainer. Thank you guys so much for listening, and Body Armor, we're waiting. Hit me up. <laughs> Peace!